grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, and the fellowship of the saints be with you all. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Practice Resurrection. It's good to be with you in this way. My name is Jay Jansen. I'm the pastoral elder at Highland Community Church. And my name is Stephen Birkenpass. I'm the lead pastor at Living Hope Christian Reformed Church. Welcome to the sixth in our series of Lenten Reflections on the Last Seven Words of Jesus. As we pray, read scripture, and engage in some exercises together, we trust that we'll find ourselves image bearers of God who are more fully alive human beings. We encourage you to have at hand the liturgy that accompanies this recording. Download the PDF file or navigate to it on your device, or print off a hard copy. I also invite you to light a candle as a sign that God is present with you in spirit. If you're with kids, maybe let them do the honors. In the silence that follows, go ahead and pause your playback device to gather those things. When you're ready, press play and we'll continue. Now that you're all set, let's gather ourselves and greet Emmanuel, the God who is always present to us, with this song. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God has drawn near. Come, let us repent and believe in the Let's pause a few moments to take two slow, deep breaths. As we breathe in, pay attention to what you smell. Ready? Let's breathe in. And now breathe out. One more time. Breathe in. What did you notice? Is the air pungent? Stale? Or did you catch a whiff of something mild or fresh? Is there a repulsive odor in the air? Or a pleasant fragrance? Today's story from the Bible raises different questions for me, such as, what did the sour wine smell like? Or the hyssop plant? Did anyone notice the smell of blood, sweat, dust, and wood? And when Jesus said, it is finished, what was he referring to? His drink? His life? Or something else? 
Knowing that everything had now been completed, and so that the scripture could be completely fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of sour wine stood there. So, putting a sponge soaked in the wine on the stem of a hyssop plant, they held it up to his mouth. When he had taken the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. And with that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. In the silence that follows, pause your playback device and take a few moments to let the word of God sink in. Let the spirit draw your attention to certain words, images, thoughts, and feelings. There are certain smells I really enjoy such as freshly ground coffee beans or my mother-in-law's cinnamon twist bread baking in the oven. And cigarette smoke instantly conjures up vivid memories of four months I lived in Lithuania in 1995. Now, just to be clear, I wasn't the one smoking, but everywhere I went, there was often cigarette smoke. As one might expect, there are smells I find revolting. I can't stand the stench of macaroni and cheese, one sniff of craft Ditter leaves me nauseated. Speaking of which, there's nothing worse than the smell of throw-up. Any trace of upchuck and I evacuate the area until my wife, who is much, 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 much stronger than I am, saves this retching soul. Even after my wife has declared that all systems are back up and running, I will light a candle and blow out the match so as to clear the air before I say, It is finished. I think that's the sort of thing Jesus was speaking about when he said, It is finished. Sin, evil, and death have spewed forth a stinking mess so enormous that it threatens to overwhelm our world in ruin. But in some mysteriously mighty way, the vice grip of sin, evil, and death that slowly chokes us into oblivion is broken by Jesus' sacrifice. The old world in which darkness reigns is done for. There may be a mess to clean up, but wickedness no longer has the last word. Jesus does. And his verdict is that the vile powers of sin, evil, and death are finished. From then on, a new eternal reality has been emerging. Never again will a Passover lamb's blood need to be shed to redeem people from their bondage to evil. Never again will there be another need for a sacrifice to restore us from sin. Never again will a ransom need to be paid for our salvation from death. God has accomplished it. It is finished. In that sense, Jesus is our hyssop plant. The hyssop plant's leaves and flowers are known to have a sweet, minty aroma. Hyssop's healing properties means that it has been used for centuries in traditional medicine. And Jewish priests used hyssop in purification rituals. Jesus cleanses and cures our world of its reek, so that not only do we come up smelling like roses, we are left once and for all to breathe in deeply the eternally fresh air of God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Talk about finishing off with a flourish. Let me tell you, I won't turn my nose up at that. So how might we live in light of what we now know? 
I have three suggestions. I invite you to try one today or sometime in the next week. If you have the time and energy, you can give the others a try in the days to come. The first option is to take a few moments to reflect on the following questions. Can you share a story of a time you've celebrated an ending? Can you share a story of a time when an ending has been sad? What do you think was finished or ended at the crucifixion? Are there things that were ended that make you want to celebrate? Are there endings that cause you grief? Write those thoughts down or discuss them with a friend or members of your family. A second suggestion is to imagine you're standing at the cross. Is there something else you wish Jesus would end or complete? Is there something you would like to be finished with? For example, I might say, I'm finished with letting fear keep me from standing up for what's right. How might you complete this sentence? I am finished with blank. Consider following through on what emerges. Finally, here's a third option. When Jesus says, it is finished, it's as if he's turning the last page of one chapter and starting in on a new scene of an ongoing story. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and Romans chapter 12, the Apostle Paul says our lives are to be an aroma, a sweet-smelling sacrifice to God. Breathe in deeply a few times, giving attention to the smells. Notice what is foul and what is pleasant. How does God invite you to continue the story? How might you spread the healing fragrance of Christ's love in the days to come? Follow through on what the Spirit stirs in your mind and soul. Feel free to pause your playback device and try one of these exercises now.
Thanks for joining us. We trust that you will find yourselves more fully alive in the image of Jesus as you practice resurrection in the week to come. Before we go, please pray the following words with me. O Christ, by praying for those who crucified you, you led us to forgive without counting the cost. O Christ, by opening paradise to the repentant thief, you awaken hope in us. O Christ, by remaining faithful until death, you show us the road to greater love. O Christ, by taking the burden of sin upon yourself, you reveal to us the way of generosity. O Christ, come and help our weak faith. O Christ, create a pure heart in us, renew and strengthen our spirit. O Christ, your word is near. May it live within us that we might live in you. Amen. To him who is able to keep you from falling, to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy to him who is able to keep you from falling to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy To the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages and now and forevermore.